guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, remember to subscribe to the podcast on uh, Apple iTunes or Spotify, wherever podcasts are listened to. And now, of course, streaming this thing on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe to the PT Pinecast YouTube channel. Today on the show, we talk to Jonas Teske. He's a travel physical therapist and a real estate investor. How did he put those two things together? And why did he do that? Well, he's got multiple side projects to build passive income in order to achieve financial freedom. He gets to do both of the things he wants to do. And he's also got a platform called RateMyTherapy.com, an online review website to rate therapy facilities to improve transparency. We get into the insides of you know buying your first rental property, what goes into it, and what it provides him, what it could provide you in this day and age it's completely possible so we'll dive into that with this episode do want to thank our sponsors uh, owens recovery science they're a single source for pts looking for certification in personalized blood flow restriction rehabilitation training to their clinical practice get certified at owensrecoveryscience.com and is it a better time for a better emr i think it is mw therapy delivers modern all-in-one outpatient emr services with built-in patient portal, marketing automations, and the billing features you want and need at a great value. Find them online at mwtherapy.com, where switching your EMR is easy. And now, let's get to the episode. Welcome to PT Podcast. We say it's great physical therapy conversations on tap. The best conversations happen at happy hour. Uh, welcome to ours. I'm Jimmy McKay. Uh, Jonas, introduce yourself so everybody knows who you are. Like, what, what's your superhero origin story? Like, how would you introduce yourself if you were Bruce Wayne or Batman, whichever one you want to be? Hi, guys. My name is Bruce. No, no I'm joking. Uh, my name is <laughs> oh, Kasse. I'm from Chicago, Illinois. I'm a current travel physical therapist. I've been a PT for about four years. I've been traveling for three years. I've just traveled across the country and I invest in real estate and I try to build additional streams of income in case I get hurt as a PT and I can't work. Um, I like to hike. I like to have a good time. Yeah, I never thought about it like that, um, which is your, it's, it's, uh, it's income. You can, you can use real estate as income insurance. It is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for, um, for PTs, we we do get insurance. We get medical insurance. We get insurance for a car. Why don't we get income insurance as well? Like, All right. So let's, let's let's start with the start, right? So the type of physical therapist that you're is, or I should say how you use your license yep. is you travel around and you go to cool, I mean, lots of different places across the country. Give us like a hit list of where you've been, like places that you loved. I'd say the most unique place I've been was the U.S. Virgin Islands. I was in St. Thomas. Whoa, 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 whoa. We can't have that. You, you, that's, a, you, that's a thing? I didn't realize that was, that's, yeah, it's the U.S. Virgin Islands. How'd you yeah. land that gig? Yeah, so the U.S. Virgin Islands, it's a U.S. territory, and there are constantly travel jobs there. I worked in the outpatient setting, but I found it from a Facebook group that I follow and a recruiter posted a job there, and then I just applied for it, and I got it. But yeah, they, um, it's possible to work on an island as a PT. So that's 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 possibility. It's possibility. We've had travelers on here before talking about 
I think James Spencer was talking about like his time in Hawaii or multiple times. He sent me a coconut. It's downstairs or else I'd show it to the, to the, to the audience on the screen. But he's like, yeah, yeah, we did Hawaii a couple times and then Colorado and stuff like that. So we, you know, one of our sponsors is also a travel therapy company, but, and we've done episodes specifically on travel therapy, but like, why for you? Why is this like, you know, cause it's not going to be for everybody and that's okay. That's cool. But why is it for you and why might it be for some, might, might it be for someone who's out there going, I never thought about that like that. So for travel therapy, pretty much I started it seven months after my job and I looked at the loans that I had. I graduated with about $120,000 of debt. I was like, that's a lot of debt because um, I think about finances and then I calculated the time it took me to pay it off at my current job. And then I was like, this, this would take a long time. And then I and then I heard about travel therapy from a friend and about the increase in pay. And I was like, oh, okay, this is something that Not I'll good. look into. Yep. And then also um, at the time I was completely single. Um, I was, I think, 26 or 27. And I didn't have too many res responsibilities. So it kind of was a good time just to make nope. the jump and leave my parents home. Because <laughs> I was staying there to like save money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, I'm a doctor, but I was living at home with my parents to like save money. And it's not I mean, an okay. story. it's not an yeah, yeah. It's 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 very common, very common. And that's kind of what attracted me to travel therapy: the pay bump and then the opportunity to like travel to a different area for like a time period. Yep. Because I like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go on. Where else? Where else have you been? Virgin Islands is obviously like just dope, but where else? Yeah, so I'm originally from Chicago, so I went to a small town, it's like three hours from Chicago, um, but that's not too exciting. And then I've mainly been in the West Coast, in the Bay Area, like I've been in the East Bay, in San Francisco, the North Bay, South, like pretty much just all around the Bay Area because it's so big. And I'm currently uh, near Sacramento as well, so I've kind of nice. been to those places. All right, so that is something that when I first started this podcast in 2015, a new grad doing travel PT, we were still having to tell people like, Hey, new, you can do this as a new grad. This is not like an, if this is a definite, like you can do that. So you're proof of that. You did seven months later, you went on to do something else that I think people are dabbling in now. And I think it used to be, Ooh, I don't know. That feels weird. It's, it's always when it starts, when it's, when no one's doing it, it's right. like, I don't know, man, risky, risky. And then the more and more people do it, the more it's like, well, obviously that's a good idea. Obviously investing in real estate is a good idea. Obviously buying a property and then using a service like VRBO or Airbnb to put people in your place and you reap the benefit. You took the risk, you'll take the benefit. When people first started doing that, that was insane to people. And the only way to go from insane to normal is just more people doing it for longer. So what was your, what was your, I'm standing on the edge of a diving board and I'm about to jump moment. Cause you bought a place, which by the way, I'm seriously considered renting because it just sounds and looks insane. I'll give you a huge discount, Jimmy. I'll you can rent it out. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. So, so talk about that moment when you're like, no, I'm going to do this. Yeah. So honestly, investing in real estate, it sounded terrifying to me. And it was on my first travel contract. It was, the area was super rural. I was in the home care setting and I would see like three to five patients, but the drives were so long. Yeah. Like there were some drives where I would drive for 45 minutes to see a patient, sometimes one hour. Wow. And then during those times I would listen to podcasts 
and audiobooks about real estate. And then I constantly heard the same message or a similar message from different people. And then it just kind of changed my mindset. But I pretty much did research for like two years before I felt comfortable in buying something. Because I feel like whenever we invest in something, it's good to fully understand it. And then the more I understood it, the less afraid I was. But at the beginning, I didn't understand it. So I was terrified. But so I feel like... Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. Finish that thought. No, no. I'm just saying the, the, the less I understand, the more afraid I am. But the more I understand, the less afraid I am. Yeah. The, um, the, the, the thing I was going to ask, well, first, let's talk about where your prop, let's get like specific. Like, sure. What'd you buy? Yeah. Describe the physical structure, where it is. And then yeah. you, tell me why you bought it there. Not just because you okay. have a pizza, but you have a cool reason. So talk about the building first. Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So my first property, I bought it in March of 2021. It was a long-term rental. It's a fourplex unit. It's in oh. Missouri and Kansas City. And I went to PT school also in the same state, like about two hours away. And so I chose that property because I was familiar with the area and I did have some friends in that area. And the cost point was a bit lower in that area too. And so, and then my second property, I, I bought it in uh, January of this year of 2022. Okay. And that is a cabin in the, in the, uh, it's, uh, it's a cabin in the Smoky Mountains National Park area. And that's in, t- in Tennessee as well. That's a, it's, it's a two bedroom, one bathroom with a loft and it's a true log cabin. And that's a short term rental. So it's on Airbnb and DRBO. So you jumped in. I want to talk about the cabin and I'll share the link. We'll share the link of your air. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. Definitely. This thing is, uh, I mean, it just, it just looks like, yeah, I want to go there because I could chill and do or, or chill and do nothing. Um, and you, and you mentioned like, it's right near a, uh, a park. So you're like, there's a reason for people to come here. It's not in the middle. It is in the middle of nowhere, but there's a something in the middle of nowhere. So you're like, Hey, there's at least a hook. There's at least already traffic of people thinking about coming so I'll be the solution to where the heck are you going to sleep right. when you come to this park? Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's, it's, so it's the number one visited national park in the country. That's crazy. Um, there's yeah. Last year there was 14.1 million visitors and it's like growing every year. So it like blows away all the other national parks and it's just like, it's a good drive by destination. So that's why a lot of people like drive there and, and go there. Cause it's like close to a lot of different States. And they all just drive to the area. And it is There's a true log cabin. A true log cabin. 65-inch uh, television. This thing, yeah. you're throwing, if you're watching a live stream, kabam! Oh, yeah, that's, that's funny. Uh, yeah. Six gas, three bedrooms, got Wi-Fi. Look at this hot tub, man. Like, I don't know why. I, I could buy a hot tub, but I wouldn't want one. But whenever I look for a listing, I'm always like, yeah, is there a hot tub? Cool. I don't know why, but I, I'm a sucker for hot tubs, man. Look at this. Like a, did you take these pictures? No. So one thing I learned and from people who told me they're from a professional because yes, it's an investment, but it makes a big difference in, um, in, in what guests see. Yep. It was the photographer. I'm actually going to, um, I have another photographer. They're going in two weeks um, just to get a better photo shoot with the fall colors. Oh, 
that's smart. Well, for the podcast, we'll I mean, we're showing obviously the property on the screen on our YouTube channel, right? But I had zoomed in on the hot tub picture, and I didn't notice this the yeah. first time. But if you look at the hot tub picture on the link, you'll see the photographer was not. This is not their first rodeo. They have like like grapes and a bottle of wine just like left there because that says so much without saying anything. It says like, yeah, no, jump in here, grab some, grab a glass of wine, hang out. That's so smart. And this does look like like what you think of. I mean, everything's wood. You got the wooden uh, rocking chairs looking over the hot tub. And the couch just looks like I could take a nap on that right now. Oh, yeah. So, so what would you tell someone? Because you did a bunch of research before you yep. pulled the trigger, as you should. This is not uh, – my lawyer told me to say this is not financial advice. I'm not telling you to invest in property. But if no. you want to invest in property, you are a grown-ass adult, and you can do whatever the hell you want. Um, what would you tell someone to uh, to look at, read, think about before they went and did that? Yeah. So I think physical therapists are very smart. Like, we're doctors of physical therapy. And there's people that invest in real estate, like, on a large scheme, and – they might not be as book smart as a PT. And I think it sounds scary for PTs to do it because we just don't think that way. Yeah. But it's, but investing in real estate, like it's like fifth grade math level. You just have to know what to do and find the right people just to teach you. Um, but I think like going to PT school, that was much tougher than investing in real estate. It's just like doing the right things and PTs are capable of doing it. What's the biggest thing that you'd say, hey, d watch out for this? Or like, what's the biggest landmine you'd want someone listening right now to know like, hey, this is the one thing you you might, if you screw this up, you're going to kick yourself, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot. Is there something that you'd think of like, hey, you definitely got to make sure of this before you sign that on that dotted line? I would say real estate, it's all about relationships and like people you know, and like finding people that are in front of you. So you can just um, just to have somebody to ask questions in, yeah. um, cause you, cause you don't want to do it by yourself at all. Um, and there's a lot of people in that invest in real estate that are very generous with their knowledge that give stuff for free. Um, cause I don't think you should spend a ton of money, especially if you're beginning out. Cause I literally just, I always try to attend investor meetups. So I meet people in person. And then once you build a network, then there's like people that you can ask questions about because I'm not doing this by myself. Like I get tips from a lot of other people that are way before me as well. Cause it's kind of a scary thing. So I'd say try to meet as much people as possible and just learn at the beginning because you don't want to make a big mistake. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean. What is, what is this doing this process? Cause you went from zero yep. to how many properties you have now? You talked about two. Do you have two? Yeah. Or are you, are you looking two, to do more? I, yep. Definitely. I am. Yeah. I am looking to, to get more. Yep. hundred percent. So, so, um, what would you tell that person, um, you know, in terms of like, uh, if, if you ran across a, a colleague at CSM or something this year and they, they were like, Hey, I heard, heard your episode. What would you whisper in their ear in terms of what they should know or why they should do it? That's a huge question. I can talk for days on that, but I would say to analyze your numbers and like quadruple check your numbers because yeah. the interest rates are higher and you want to be very conservative with your numbers. So you don't overspend. So it's good just to over calculate the cost and like under calculate your profits. So you're always safe. Cause I'm like super safe yeah. with my numbers. Cause you don't want to buy a bad investment. Cause then you can go, uh, yeah. yeah. In the best situation. 
you're on well, the that, you're on the hook. You own it if it's a bad investment, and you got to eat that every month if you're if you're if you're spending more than you're bringing in. Yeah, so it's good to have like a backup plan just in case um, something bad happens. But I would say always uh, plan, just plan in advance, and have like backup savings just in case. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were just talking with uh, with Will Butler not long ago, and he was yeah. talking about having three to six months is is usually pretty good. Is that what you have found? Is that what you you know sort of do in terms of a of a of an emergency fund? Yeah, yep. I'd say around three to six months. That's good. Before I got my first property, I made sure to save about one hundred k, like in cash, just in case. Um, but but that was included in the down payment. But I just made sure to just have like extra money just in case. And I guess because of because I was a travel therapist and I was taking jobs that pay more, I kind of just had more. Um, I had less fear to like take more risks, and then I didn't have too many responsibilities at the time. So that kind of just gave me more confidence too. Because hey, like I feel like it's always best to start as early as possible. Sure. So there's more time to learn, and if there's a mistake, you can recover easily. Sure. Yeah. All right. So what's the Jonas checklist? You, you've, you've done this yeah. twice now. You're, you, hey, you're looking at your, you're walking up. Well, hold on a second. I do want to highlight this. You bought that cabin without seeing it. Yeah. 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 I can talk about that. I can talk about like what's the profit too. Cause I feel like that's like a good thing to talk about. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I share? did. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. 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 So for the cabin, um, yeah. The purchase price. So I guess I'll just give you a quick, like, I'll go very quick just about the deal. So the it was listed for four hundred and fifty thousand just for a cabin, and that was in January. And then at the time, it's very competitive, and I I I offered five hundred k with um, a ten k appraisal gap. So that just means that if it appraises for a bit higher, then I'll pay the extra ten thousand, and that's out of my pocket. And that sounds like a lot, but I also used um, a 10% down vacation home loan. So the down payment is 10%. And then I had another family friend that gave me a free interest-free loan for wow. 4%. And then, so that family friend, they trusted me after I bought my first deal and because I talked about it. So I've learned literally the more you talk about real estate, the more good things happen and people just come out the like people just are more willing to assist you, trust you. Yeah. And do that as well. So my, um, so, and then the seller paid for the closing costs and then they gave me a free credit for the escrow repairs, which is like just a free $10,000. So pretty much, um, I, I put down $30,000 worth of cash to, to buy a, a property. Wow. And then, um, after I bought it, it appraised for $520,000. So it, it was worth more at the time than what I paid for it. And the, the great thing is because of the crazy market in that area, it appreciated like crazy about, about a month and a half ago, the same property layout a few blocks away, it sold for 700 K. So I also kind of got it at a good time where, where things are going up in value, but I mean, there are people that bought in that area like one year ago, two years ago, it was dirt cheap. And now it's like so much more expensive too. So that's something to, to think about too. I kind of got it at an okay time as well. And the interest rates were a bit lower as well. I mean, 
but there's still people buying deals today if yeah. the numbers work if you find the right thing it's still possible that's what you're yeah. saying like understand what that means i got a buddy who was in real estate and i was like hey right. you know this was a year ago when i bought this house actually exactly a year ago as we record last october and yeah. i was like man prices are so high i probably shouldn't buy and he was like listen i'm not telling you what to do but he's like yeah. you have to understand both sides of the equation yes yeah. cost right now prices of high of houses are high but the rates are super low yeah. and then i think i saw something a few months ago someone who bought who buys a three hundred thousand dollar house now yeah. is actually paying a higher mortgage monthly if all things are the same, then someone who bought a $600,000 house a year ago. So you have to know your numbers. Are you familiar with Marcus Limonis, the prophet on MSNBC? I'm not, no. no awesome. Not. Great TV show. Essentially, it's like it's a little like Shark Tank, but one dude. Mm -hmm. But his, three, his number one thing is you, if I, people essentially say, um, my business is great. I have this business that sells cupcakes or pickles, whatever. Yep. I need help though, because I'm going out of business. And he shows up and he either really spends his own money and help and invests in your company and, and helps you or he doesn't. And he has mm. kind of four rules. One's a, one's a package of three. And then what the, the number one is the number one rule. If I ask you about your numbers and you don't know your numbers, I'm not investing here. So that he reiterates what you were just saying, which is like understand your numbers backwards, yeah. forwards, and sideways. And if you don't, I don't have faith in you. If I don't have faith in you, I can't invest in you. And then his other, his three rules are people, product, process the three p's so with real estate a, re a second ago i would have said well that doesn't make any sense it's not it's not people product process but it is you're talking about the people that know you and the people that you know that can help you there's your people the process we can get to that in a second i want to know like the, the 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 Jonas checklist of how you look at a property just briefly i just love i'd love to get in your head about that but yeah. your product is it is a house but that's not what Jonas is buying it for you're buying it. You're buying an. You're buying to give someone else access to an experience, yeah. and you can charge a premium for that. If I don't know, you have a log cabin in the middle of a, next to the most visited uh, natural uh, mm -hmm. uh, national park in the country. That's uh, that's being smart. So talk to me about the checklist. All right, you're walking up to the front door, and you're you're like you're thinking about it. What goes through your mind? Just give me some of the things. I know there's a lot, but what might go through your mind and how to evaluate a structure? Yes. So I guess, do you mean like what to do if you want to invest in real estate to get started? Or when I look at a deal, what are some things that I look at? See, yeah. it, or uh, which one? Okay. Yeah. Look at a deal. Yeah. So there's, um, there are different things I look at. So first um, I'll talk to a lender to see what I'm pre-approved for to like get my budget. Right. And then when you know your budget that can, it's easier to pick, a market once you know your budget because um, it really depends on the market and then there are different tools online and different apps where you can track the numbers right um so am i buying a short-term rental or a long-term rental because if you're buying a short-term rental there like are different apps that you can use and i can mention them too i mean i can just focus on buying a short-term rental and things i would do jimmy if that's okay yeah yep so there um there is a new tool. It's called STR Insights. It's a paid tool, but um, it compares the average property price with the average amount that it'll generate per year. So it kind of shows like, hey, like where do properties cost the lowest amount of money that make the most amount of money on Airbnb? So that's a good tool to begin with because then that can help you pick 
a certain market based on your budget. And then also you want to look at the regulations because some places are not um, friendly to Airbnb or BRBO. So you always want to double check that and understand the laws and regulations because you yes. don't want to buy a place and you expect to rent it as a short term rental and then the laws yes. change. That's because that that's an expensive mistake and that could that could mess everything up. So you gotta like I don't know if it was a movie or a story someone told me. That's when that's how you know you're getting old like me. But mm-hmm. I heard a story, or maybe it was a movie. I can't even confuse it. Doesn't matter. But the idea yeah. was this mistake. These guys went in to buy a bar together, mm-hmm. and they were or a building to put a bar in, and they were going to get their liquor license, and they were doing the steps, and they looked at the property first, and they bought it, and then mm-hmm. I think it was in New York City, and they realized the bar was in was within X number of feet of a school. The building was within yeah. was was close to a school. You can't get a yeah. liquor license for a building that's within X number of feet of school. So they own this building now, and they're like. Our plan was a bar. Nobody checked that box. Like that's a that's an expensive mistake. Yep. Yep. What are you supposed to do? So regulations. What else? What else is on your list long before you make an offer? Yes. And then there's a tool. It's called AirDNA, um, where it kind of shows the potential revenue that a property could generate on Airbnb and VRBO. And then, so that one costs money. There's a free version, it's called uh, data.rabu, like R-A-B-B-U, where if you put in the address, it shows the potential amount of money it'll generate. So pretty much like with these tools, it's 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 easy to, to see what a property can generate. I mean, and they're just tools, right? I mean, they're tools in the toolbox. It, it They're not exactly perfect, but it, but it gives you data to make a decision. Because I don't think with these, with these kind of like investments, you don't want to be emotional at all. Uh-huh. You want to make a data-driven decision. And then, I, yeah. I was mm-hmm. the worst person in my process. My cousin was my real estate agent. My dad was helping yeah. me out. And I went to like, I probably saw 20 houses before I bought the one I'm in right now. And the mm-hmm. first 19, I was ready to hand the person a bag of money. And my cousin kept being like, slow, wait, wait, wait. Ironically, the house I bought and that I'm in now, I saw it. And I was like, eh, I don't know. And both my dad and my cousin were like, no, 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 no. This is the one. I was like, you keep telling me this to take my emotion out of it. They're like, take your emotion out of it. This house has everything that you said was in your want list and yeah. a couple of those things you said were in your n- nice list. It was need versus want. So everything was, sorry, in the need list was checked and a few of the wants. And I was like, but you guys told me not to be emotional. I like, right, but be, you, can, you should be logical. And once I saw that they're logic, I was, I allowed myself to then be emotional again. Right. Right. And then like, I'm not going to physically live there. So I guess it's easier to detach my emotions because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, cause I'm not living there. But if I wasn't going to live there, then I guess it makes more sense to be more emotionally right, right, right. Driven, <laughs> driven to it. But it's kind of a different, yeah. Yeah. That's smart, man. And then, um, yeah. Um, if you want, I can talk more on that topic or can we, yeah, yeah. Also, I'm learning. Yeah. There's, um, I also use the Google, the Google Earth website because you can see like what is next to the property just to make sure if it's by itself. Um, yeah, you can kind of see what's around it as well. And I would say um, there's like there's another uh, website. It's called uh, Placer.io. It just shows the like foot traffic in an area and like how many people visit a certain area too. I mean, that's kind of more 
advanced though. But I really say if you talk to people that are investing in that area and if they're doing well, that's like a good sign as gold as well. Yep, just find I, I people. Was, find people. I, I was just talking to PT students about um, communications and my journey and whatever. And they keep that they kept asking questions. And um, every answer I gave, the answer was people. And even if the answer was a website like you're giving, there's people behind that website. You know what I mean? Like it's the answer is always people. So talking to people, figuring out how to analyze what they're telling you, figuring out their motivations or potential motivations. Um, yeah. But the answer is typically always people. At least I always look at it like that. A lot of tools you're giving me. The show notes are going to be loaded up with links, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so and even so I'll kind of share like how much the the property is making too just to give um Scale. an idea yeah so on average it'll gross between 75 to 80,000 k and that's gross so i'd say um the average tax expense yeah per year and then the average tax expense is about 40 to 50% of that so the after tax expenses and after everyone's paid it'll make um about like 35 to 40,000 good for you Hell and then, yeah. I, right. And then I was thinking, wow, that's, that's a lot, right? Like one, if I buy like three of them, four of them, Hey, then that replaces my, Oh no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Then that'll re replace my income pretty quickly as a PT. Um, cause, uh, cause I do love my job as a PT and I will keep doing it, but it's just good to have other uh, sources of income just in case. But, well, now that we're doing this parallel, right. With real estate and travel, the cool part is, I mean, travel assignments are typically like what, 12, 13 weeks or something like that. That's an mm -hmm. assignment. And nothing says, nothing says you need to go from assignment directly to an assignment. I mean, I've heard from many people who say, I take a few weeks off or I go decompress. So imagine, you know, 12 weeks or 13 weeks, that's a quarter. So in theory, right. you could just go back to back to back to back, do four of them. Or yeah. you could do one and dip for a, a couple, go to the Virgin Islands again for a couple of weeks. And then if you want to, this... Like so, the the increased um, pay for a travel therapist allows you to some latitude to do that. Real estate allows you a little more latitude if you wanted to do that. Yep. Feels like. Yeah, and I feel like it's cool to have the flexibility to take breaks. I mean, or even if you want to be some kind of an entrepreneur, like being a travel therapist, you can literally take breaks in between contracts. Yeah. Try to do a brand new side hustle for a month, two months, three months, whatever. If it goes well, keep doing it. If it doesn't, go back to work because the jobs will always be there. Damn. So that just, that uh, flexibility is, it's like good um, as well for now for me because I don't have a family, but eventually I do want a family. So it'll kind of be tougher and a bit tighter. It's not possible, but I just want to take advantage of my time right now. Hmm? Pros and cons, VRBO versus Airbnb. They, you know, they appear yeah. similar, but like what's, mm -hmm. you know, give us the, the, the juice versus squeeze on both of those. What do you like and not like? They're both good in their own way, but they're different. So typically on Airbnb, their guests are younger and they are, and they give more reviews. And typically on VRBO, the guests are a bit older and they complain a lot less and they typically don't leave as much reviews. That's, that's what I've seen um, mm. in my short time. And that's what I've heard too. And it's true. Um, and, and I think Airbnb favors the guests more than the host. Hmm. So hosts don't like Airbnb as much, but Airbnb is huge. They can do what they want they and they're constantly growing. Yeah. They have, it's crazy 
how much money they have coming in and how well they're doing. Yeah, we'll how do you, besides putting your property on an Airbnb or a VRBO website, and, and you're going to get some um, infrastructure with that, they're going to take the transaction, they're going to have the listing, yada, yada. Do you do anything else to amplify traffic to get, I figure you know, for every number of views, I get a booking. How do you yeah. amplify traffic to potentially get more bookings? So for now, I just use those two, Airbnb and VRBO. I know a lot of investors where they do have a personal website. They use Facebook ads to drive more traffic Got it. Um, for direct bookings. I'm currently not doing that. I'm still fairly new-ish, but that's something that I would plan to do in the future, but I'm not doing that now. And it's, yeah. I mean, there's like a million things I could do to optimize the property and listing. And I'm just taking it one day at a time. It's doing fine and I'm working to improve it, but... I know there's like a long list of things that I could be doing to improve it, yeah. but it's fine now. And I'm just taking it one step at like a time. I feel like you're going the right way. You're not speeding through and hurriedly doing things. You're saying, okay, I'm going to do this. I, I got to do this better. I got to do this the right way. And you'll, you know, if you need to, you'll get there. Yeah. If you need to, that's fun, man. If you were to, if you were to encapsulate this whole process, well, first of all, did the five year ago Jonas ever Picture this, Jonas, doing this, nope. doing these things. No way, right? Never. I didn't think I could be a PT. I didn't think I could be a traveler. I didn't think I would ever buy real estate like this. Um, I didn't think I would have a vacation home. Nope, never. Um, I'm like the first in my family to really like try to, I guess, focus on financial independence as well. And I guess to be a doctor of physical therapy too, it's just, there's like a lot of first. Um, but now I know that nothing, I, I know that anything's possible and there really are no limits. And yeah. a part of that's because I'm meeting people that are doing these things. Yeah. And it's not like they're smart people. It's just, they're just doing the right things. They're taking the right advice and they're taking action. And I think taking action is the most important, but like once we're exposed of the possibility of doing that. And then if we take action, then real things can actually happen. People stand on the end of that diving board for a long time sometimes, even when you're watching other people dive successfully. Right, right, right. And, and it's not wrong or right. I will not put people down who need to okay. think longer or maybe they don't take action. Neither is right or wrong. It is whatever is right or wrong for you. But it is amazing what happens when people stand there on the, on the, on the diving board and watch other people and they just go, hey man, why not me? And when you start asking yeah. that question, instead of why me, why not me, right? What could go wrong? Or, hey, man, what could go right here? Imagine what would happen. Like you just mentioned the fact that you have vacation property. I don't think I even thought about it like that. Hey, man, you could just be like, hey, guess where I'm going? Go to my cabin. And now it's not available and, for the week. And that's a tax write-off too because that's a business expense too. So that's another mm -hmm. um, thing that I'm learning about, um, the tax benefits of real estate too just to boost your income more. So there's like, I mean, there's like different, like subtle, um, good things about real estate that can just pop up and, and, and benefit. Yeah. Uh, we're going to see it. We're going to share your contact information in the show notes. So be prepared. I'm guessing for a flood of emails or people just being like, Hey man, give me a webinar. Where's the Jonas webinar, the, the air, the Airbnb and Jonas, uh, <laughs> uh, webinar to teach me how to do this. Oh uh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that would be fun. All right. We have a tradition on the show. It's called three questions. Are you ready to do three questions? Let's go. Let's let's. All 
right. Three questions brought to you by our friends from Physical Therapy and Balance Centers. Uh, you should know this. If you're thinking about opening a PT practice on your own, it can be a little daunting. Maybe you're standing on the end of a diving board thinking about it. Or you have a practice. You've had it for a while. You're thinking about your financial independence. You're thinking about exiting, thinking about selling that practice. You should know this. On average, a private practice that joins the physical network actually grows more than 40%. And they want to make sure you understand this. You don't lose your autonomy. It's still your practice and it's still your license. You're still your own PT. So if you're ready to discover how the largest network of PT private practice owners are growing and adapting to industry changes, visit physicalfranchise.com. They spell it funny. It's F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L franchise.com. All right. So three questions. Uh, first question, who's someone the audience sh should follow to learn more about real estate? You mentioned you having long drives on a travel assignment, you listening to podcasts and stuff like that, audiobooks. Who are some people that you would recommend that you listen to? Yeah, I'd say the Bigger Pockets podcast. They have a ton of information there. There's also, he's a respiratory therapist. His name is, uh, uh, his name is, Alex Sabio, he kind of introduced me to short-term rentals. Okay. Um, he, he's, he gives a ton of free advice as well, and he kind of inspired me to find my short-term rental. But I really like the Bigger Pockets podcast. They have so many episodes on real estate. It's all free knowledge. That's mm -hmm. a great place. Yeah, yeah, free knowledge. There's so much free knowledge out there. You just got to choose the right free knowledge. Who would have thought you could have your own free knowledge? You have your own podcast. You're going to have a <laughs> podcast, aren't you? That's what I'm, I'm, I'm feeling Jonas behind the mic on a podcast pretty soon talking about that. Mm -hmm. All right. So bigger, bigger pockets podcast. That's what it's called. Bigger yeah. pockets. Got it. Yeah. Bigger pockets podcast. All right. What's the, what's something the audience should take a look at if they want to take a deeper dive into some of the things we're talking about? I feel like you mentioned a bunch of resources, a bunch of websites already. Is there anything else that you didn't mention you want to throw in? Just for resources of, I would say I um there's there's a million resources. That's honestly that's that's a uh, so you're saying one resource to give to everybody. Throw out a bunch. I would say, look at your local real estate meetups on Eventbrite on Meetup.com, Facebook groups, build a network there, right. and then you can learn from there. People. I'm also starting a Facebook group. It's called medical travelers in real estate. Um, Cause when I went to TravCon, which is a traveler conference, um, it's once a year in Vegas, I did host a real estate meetup. There's a big turnout, but there's a lot of travelers that are looking into yeah. real estate. Um, you can join that Facebook. We'll share that in the show notes as well, the link to your Facebook group. All right, and finally, how would you how would you phrase this? Why, sh if, if I said, why should why should people care about the, the things we're talking about today? Why should people care? about uh owning real estate and owning uh rental properties why should why should i care whatever you invest in whether it's real estate stocks crypto make sure you understand it but you should care because it's scary to have only one income source especially mm -hmm. in a physical job as a pt because we're only one income source of like not having anything let's say if you get hurt if you have to assist your family to do something yeah. if something changes literally it's I think it's a risk to not invest in something else that you understand in. There's, there's so the that's, that's kind of, yeah, yeah. That's, that's why just, just for your own safety. And then also just for more freedom to be flexible, to do what you want. Cause I know a lot of PTs are burnout stress, but mm -hmm. it'll give you flexibility to do what you want when you want, if you have an extra source of income. That's the quote of the episode. It's a risk not to really, unless you're, you know, you're not doubling down. 
All right, that's uh, that's three questions. Again, brought to you by our friends from Physical uh, Physical Therapy and Balance Centers. Find them online at physicalfranchise.com. Last thing we do, Jonas, on the show is the parting shots. That's my cue. All right. Uh, party shot brought to you by the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. Find them online at orthopt.org. They've got their industry, their profession leading course, the gold standard of orthopedics courses uh, in their fifth edition, current concepts of orthopedic physical therapy. People rave about this thing. They buy every uh, edition. Again, we're on the fifth edition right now. You can find it and learn more. There's a free preview. Download the first, I don't know, like, 10 pages or whatever. Just take take a dive into this thing. It's more than 500 pages deep at orthopt.org. All right, Jonas, uh, last thing we do is a parting shot. It's your mic drop moment. What do you want to leave with the audience today? I'd say it's okay to listen to people that are not PTs for advice or financial advice. There's literally a ton of people that have good information and just think outside the box. Try to do different things than what PTs are doing because sometimes we just um, get the tunnel vision, but just think outside the box and find other people outside of PT to learn and to grow from. Jonas, dropping knowledge the entire podcast. Uh, thank you for for doing this and being super open and trans. Like that's the that's the vibe I get from you. You're like, yeah, no, I'll talk. I'll talk numbers. I'll talk strategy. And 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 you're, I, I don't know, like your vibe to me is like the rising tide lifts all ships. Like I'll, someone showed me how to do it, so I, I don't know. I'll show you how to do it. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, because I've learned like as you go forward, you want to like take people with you as well. Because people have done that for me so many times. So you just gotta give, 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 and try to help as much as possible. Love it. All right, hey, uh, thanks uh, for giving us your time. They say the best conversations happen at happy hour. Thanks for coming to ours. Okay. All right, all right. Appreciate it. Like what you hear? Tell a friend or leave a review on iTunes or Google Play. The show today is brought to you by the Brooks Institute of Higher Learning, an innovator in providing advanced post-professional education. The Brooks IHL offers seven on-site PT residencies, including orthopedics, women's health, geriatrics, pediatrics, sports, and neurology, as well as a neurologic OT fellowship, a competitive OMPT fellowship, and a speech therapy clinical fellowship. Therapists that complete a residency or fellowship through the Brooks IHL will markedly advance their knowledge and skills in a specialty area of practice. Learn more about how a residency or fellowship can help you advance your professional development at brooksihl.org. Our home on the internet. PTPinecast.com. Created by Build PT. Build PT provides marketing services specifically for private practice PTs. From website development and hosting. Providing content marketing solutions for PT clinics across the country. See what Build PT can do for you today at BuildPT.com. The PT Pinecast is a product of PT Pinecast LLC. It is hosted and produced by PT Pinecast CEO Jim McKay and CBO Sky Donovan from Marymount University. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com. 